Hello, and happy Valentine's Day to everybody. I think I will mention a scripture that's very befitting for such a day like this. And it would be John chapter 3, verse 16. Yes, a very popular scripture, John three sixteen. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Well, there's a lot said in that scripture, and we'll probably touch on that coming up here in some sort of future. I can't say whether it be near or far. All right, let's get into the word. Thank you for visiting the podcast. Appreciate it very much. And let's start out with our song. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. For there's no other name I know. Amen and amen. Well, let's start out with John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. We're talking about the purpose of God in the lives of Christians. Uh, We have to build a foundation, of course, and I'm not going to take a lot of your time. I'm trying to limit the time to these podcasts. I really am. So God created the heaven and the earth. What's create? Create basically means that In the proper sense, in the divine order of things, there was nothing here at all. So God made something out of nothing. Hallelujah. Yep. In other words, it was just a blank slate. There was nothing around anywhere, but God created the heaven and earth. It was by faith that we understand that the world's were framed by the word of God so that things which were things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. That's in Hebrews chapter 11, verse three. Moses, in his day, he studied uh, under the what do you call that? The Egyptians uh, as as a, as an Egyptian, you know, after he got uh Rescued. That's another story. Uh, he studied under the Egyptians and he learned the way of evolution and he wor- learned uh, that uh, their ideas of how things came and that uh, perhaps the earth was hatched from an egg. Some weird thoughts. But let us remember Genesis. Genesis is our book of beginnings. The clouds are the very important to life. You know, uh, that's how we get uh, on the days uh, God created certain things. There was six days of creation. Hallelujah. Uh, Genesis tells us that the world or the earth was void and without form. Uh, hallelujah. On the second day, the waters was divided. And we, you know, these things took place and we can read about them in the book of Genesis. I'm just going to point out a a few things for you while you're here. On the third day, 
God put it this way. Now, there's a reason why these scriptures are being mentioned. Because on the third day in the book of Genesis, we read that I have given every green herb for meat. Hallelujah. Every green herb for meat in the Old Testament. So every green herb that's on the place on the planet of the earth, God has given it to us to eat from. Now, this point is very important as we get into Adam and Eve later on. So he gave us the moon and the sun to divide evening from day and day from evening. This was the beginning of time without the moon rising and setting and then the sun setting and rising. We would have no idea, no way of knowing what day was what day. We wouldn't know what tomorrow and yesterday would be like. It would just be one big giant existence, I guess, if you would. On the fifth day, God did some things. On the sixth day, uh, the animals were created with a body and a spirit. But notice they had no soul. So God decided on that sixth day that he needed a man. So he created man. He created mankind of opposite sexes, male and female, man and woman. But there was a purpose for that. And a lot of people don't practice that purpose today. Uh, they may, but they don't they don't actually cleave. They they play the game, if you would. So he made man and woman for a specific purpose. And it says, therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh not cleave unto his partner which a wife becomes your partner not cleave unto my girl but my wife now there are some people you can talk to and and you say how's everything going with your family oh me and my boyfriend we're doing well me and my girl we're okay yeah, but what about your wife? And you can see a different look on their face. What about your husband? And you'll see a little look on your on their face. And this can be found in the book of Genesis, chapter two, verse 24. So marriage and the home are definitely uh, ordained of God. And it was planted or created or in place from the very foundation of human life from the very beginning and that's why he said man shall cleave unto his wife but then somehow sin entered into the world and how did that happen sin happened simply because of someone initially being fooled or being beguiled is what the the bible says god gave us specific commandments what we should do and what we or what they, Adam and Eve, should do and what they should not do in order to stay in communion with God, in order to have that good relationship with God, in order to remain blessed of God. So there is a pattern. There are rules and things to do to be blessed. For example, we can look at blessings uh, through our employer. Uh, we can look at blessings uh, when tax time comes around. Hallelujah which we're at that time of year now. So if you work and you follow the rules that your employer has set forth, you'll be blessed by a paycheck. 
If your taxes are in order and you're doing things properly, hallelujah, hopefully you're blessed with an tax return, whether it be big or small. The point is you followed the rules and you did what was required. You did what was right and you got the reward at the end. It's the same with living for God or with understanding the word of God or trying to live for God. We have to strive, the Bible tells us, that we may enter in. Keep on trying. We may fall. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. We need to repent when we fall short of the glory of God. And all have sinned, the Bible tells us in Romans, and has fallen short of the glory of God. So God, going back to the to the every green herb for meat on the third day, God set it up so that there was food, there was something in place for man to eat. And he told Adam and he told Eve, there's food. I'm going to paraphrase. In other words, I'm not going to quote it word for word at this time. But he said, there's food in the garden, this wonderful garden that I've come down and commune with you at uh, day by day to talk to you. There's food here for you to eat. But there's a particular tree I don't want you to eat thereof. Because once you eat of that tree, you will die. You will die once you eat of that tree. And here's what he says. I'll quote the scripture. Every tree of the garden thou mayest eat freely. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Now, as I mentioned before in an earlier podcast, this is not a physical death. It's just that the con- you're warned of the consequences of sin. But here we see the struggle already. Because when Eve looked upon this, uh, this, uh, this tree, I could imagine if the Bible doesn't say if it was an apple tree, an orange tree, a banana tree. It was a just a herb for meat, some sort of tree that they could eat whatever this tree brought forth. So as they looked at that tree, the Bible lets us know that it looked good. So they suffered from what many people suffer from today. Lust of the eye and the pride of life and lust of the flesh. Hallelujah. Lust of the flesh. It was pleasant to the eyes. Good for food, lust of the flesh. And the tree was said to be desired to make one wise, the pride of life. Now, all of these things we have a tendency as human beings to seek as these, as we saw, they had a tendency at early on to, to do that. But Satan came. Into the, into their, this situation. And Satan says, surely God has not said. Why is God keeping you from the fruit? Can he really love you when he limits you so much? Huh. So Satan is saying that God is selfish and that God is gonna, he doesn't want you to have the better things of life. Is this why people don't serve God today? But his reward is the greatest retirement plan ever. 
upon the face of the earth and beyond. John 2, 1 John 2, 15 through 16 gives us the steps in the fall of man, which I've already mentioned. And feel free to read these for yourself. So as we build the foundation for the purpose of God, and it's still the same. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. But we need to look at the past. The Bible tells us that he knows the end from the beginning so that we can learn from our spiritual, spiritual mistakes in the past. So that as we grow into the knowledge and grace and the word of God, that we can present ourselves holy before our Lord and Savior when he calls us home, showing that we have done the absolute best that we can. The Bible says every man does, and I'm paraphrasing, what he think is right in his own mind. But that doesn't say that every man does according to the word of God. Every man ought to do what is according to the word of God. We got to try. We got to strive. So again, I say happy Valentine's Day. That's why this recording was a little later than usual, uh, which would it should have been on Thursday. But I was making preparations for the special Valentine person, my wife, in my life. And we celebrated and, and she's happy. Thank God for the opportunity to be able to share another anniversary of a Valentine's Day with her, which this would make it the 30th Valentine anniversary with her. Not an anniversary wedding day, but the anniversary of celebrating Valentine's Day with her. God bless you. And we hope to see you again or hope you tune in again. Share this podcast with a friend, relative, or neighbor. Listen to it whenever you feel free, whenever you want to. Click on the link for the uh, the website. Visit the webpage. Leave me a comment and talk to you later. Now we'll end this with the prayer. God, Lord Jesus, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I ask you to bless the ears of the hearers of this word, Lord, that their hearts and minds would be receptive to what was said and that they have not turned it off before me. They heard me out because you told us your word will not come by, come back void. You told us that your word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword. And we ask you, Lord, that you move on the hearts and minds of the listener, that they will be consistent in their listening. Because by doing so, I'm certain they would have heard something along the way that they've never heard before. And that your word will be a lamp unto their feet and a light unto thy pathway. Till we meet again, my friends, God bless you and talk to you later.